Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. They orchestrate very violent, bad things. Something's trying to harm my child. He causes physical pain. So did you fall down the whole flight? I was pushed. He's able to manipulate people's minds like puppets. Out of 13 children, only six of them live to adulthood. These kids, they're from hell. I don't think this place is good for anybody. You're mine. You can't escape. My name is Amy Allen. What's happening? I see dead people. It seems like a double. I speak to dead people. He's pissed off, and they speak to me. I felt real fear. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. I think she's being murdered. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Serial killer pops in my head. And I know every person, every house has secrets. Nobody believes me. It's my job to reveal them. Do you think there's still bodies there? I do. But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. You got problems. I got news for you. When we uncover if it's safe for you to stay... This is our house, whether they like it or not. Or time to get out. This is their house, the house of the dead. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. A woman named Shannon practically begged us to come out here. She told me she lived in a house that had a ton of activity. A few months ago, she had enough. She picked up her four kids and moved the hell out of there. Problem is, her sister refuses to leave. She's there all alone, and Shannon thinks that her life is in danger. Before Amy arrives, I look for anything that might influence her findings. This house has a lot of family photos. Once they're covered or removed, the location will be ready for tonight's walk. Someone here, and I think it's this 
tall, scary man. He's able to manipulate the living body. Uh, like, he can cause physical pain in the body. Oh, he's a real freak. What's wrong? He is pretty powerful. I'm concerned. Uh... Shannon, you sounded pretty upset on the phone. Yes. Okay. So why don't you give me an idea what's going on? Three years ago, me and my children moved in the home with my sister, and little things just started happening. Noises, footsteps, and then everything just started to get physical. Okay, what happened? Haley, my 10-year-old, was hit with an object. There's a picture of them? Yes. And that's her? Yes. This one right in here? In the park wall. This brush came from nowhere and just hit her in the back. And you witnessed this? We all witnessed it. After that, I'd, I couldn't take anymore. It terrified me because something's trying to harm my child. That was the last straw. I just told my sister, I cannot put up with this. I will not. Well, that's when you were like, I'm out of here. Yes. You're picking on a 10-year-old little girl? I mean, that pisses me off just right. thinking about it. That's why I called you guys. Since we have moved out, my sister is in more danger. It's gotten worse. She's been pushed downstairs. Is she all right? She was hurt. Like, she had a cast on for weeks. What do you think's going on? It might be targeting her, and I'm worried about her living here alone. This tall guy, he's able to interact like a living person. So I did see something with him and a child. He'll come out of the dark and he takes off his skin. Like reaching for the kid and the kid's all like scared. The guy, he's pissed. He says, get the out. Okay, so what's going on in here? This might sound strange, but uh, we have all been sitting in this room watching television and coins would fly out of nowhere and hit you. Put like quarters, dimes, that type of thing? Right. You sure it's not the kids playing around with each other? Absolutely not. And why do you say that? Because we're all together. And I would be able to see if someone physically threw something at someone. That is strange. Yes. Okay, anything else down here? This is one thing that really makes me emotional to this day. I am um, sitting here. As I look toward this way, apparitions came to me, one after the other, like a parade, like they were trying to get to me. Now, describe the apparitions. The first one... It was like a gladiator. After the gladiator, there was like a, uh, he was like an Indian, like an American Indian. And then there was another one. It was just a white, like tall, long mist. I'm shaking right now. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I can see that. Yeah, I'm shaking because I'm, I'm just remembering this. And I was crying profusely. I have to ask, were you cocktailing that night or anything like that? No. All right, were you in and out of dreaming, maybe? No, I was alert. Now, I know you experienced this. Now your sister's here alone. 
I mean, you worried about her going through that by herself? Yes, I do. Because I just need her to realize what's actually going on. It's not a game. It's not. That guy is here. Who? The tall one. Do you know if he interacts with the living? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How? I would think that the living would see him. He's able to manipulate people's minds like puppets and cause them to hallucinate. Don't know what they're seeing. Are you worried he might be manipulating what you're perceiving? I am. And there's a whole bunch of kids. What are they doing? They make a lot of ruckus. They're loud, they're annoying, they're creepy, you hear them. One weird thing about this guy, he doesn't like them little things. He thinks that they're from hell. So Haley, I was talking to mom today. And she told me about an incident that happened to you with the hairbrush. Yeah. Can you tell me what happened? We were on our way to go to school, and we were all by the front door. And then a brush, it came and hit me on the side. And then I thought it was my brother, and I was yelling at him and getting mad at him. And then my teacher, she said it wasn't him because he was behind me. OK, did it hit you hard? Yeah. Did you get scared when that happened? Yeah. So are you worried about your aunt? Um, she's scared, too. But she won't tell you. No. Now, would you come back to live here if we could figure out what's going on? Mm. No. Okay. These kids orchestrate really very, very violent bad things. They're malicious. I gotta get out of here. Really weird, and I don't like it. I don't think this place is good for kids. I don't think this. Life's good for anybody. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, Crystal, it's good to finally talk with you. Spoke with your sister. Spoke with some other family members. They all want you out of here. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. And they feel it's unsafe for you here. I got to ask you, why, why are you staying? What's the draw to the house that you won't leave? I've put so much time into this house. It took me two years to make it livable. How long ago did you buy it? Uh, it's been about six years now. Now, do you know any history about the house? No. Your sister mentioned to me that since she's moved out with the kids, that activity's gotten worse. Is that right? Yes. I definitely think it's gotten a lot worse since she's been gone. It's like everything's being directed at one person instead of six. There were six of us. Okay. How's that affecting you? I just don't feel like myself, you know? Sometimes I'm very moody. Sometimes I'm very angry just for no reason or depressed. So now when you're away from the house for a day or two, let's say, mm-hmm. you, you feel better? Yeah. There's this old guy, and he's sick. He, you feel it. Mm. He died here. He's very depressed. Very, very, very lonely. He feels like he was just abandoned and left to die. He picks a spot and he stays there for a while. One day, this room will be bad. And then like next week, it'll be downstairs. Bad? Yeah, the person will be, they spend time in there, they'll feel really, really depressed. So what's going on in here? I have experienced a lot of scary things in here and it keeps me from being able to sleep. When I close my eyes, I see really horrible images. So what do these images look like? In each instance, they're black. Like, really, really black. Like, burned almost. Okay. Now, do you watch horror movies at night? No, not at night. And I've never seen anything like these things that I, I see when I close my eyes. What else is going on up in here? Um, my bed shakes. The first time it happened, I thought it was an earthquake. But so- nothing else was shaking but the bed. Show me how it shook, how hard. What are we talking um, about? Well, I was kind of sitting like this, and, and then I just started moving like this. Like somebody was, like, on the other end, like, pushing it. Uh, I know you have a small dog. Any other big animals? No. Is it heavy enough that if somebody was pushing on the bed, it would have to be an adult, or could a kid do it? It would definitely have to be an adult. An adult. How the hell are you sleeping in here? I really don't sleep. That's not good. Mm-mm. That's going to take its toll eventually. Mm-hmm. It already has. This tall, scary man, he does stuff, you know what I'm saying? He's super smart, he can manipulate the body. He's very physical presence. Okay. He's able to interact like a living person. He's like, I'm the least of least of the worries. No. Hey, you're a problem. 
he's, you know, kind of, like torturing people to get them out of here because of these kids. So he thinks he's helping the living to get them to leave here before something happens to them? Uh, yes, he does. He does believe that. We haven't talked about why I'm really here. Staircase. Yeah. So did you fall down the whole flight? The whole flight. I usually don't um, stand here very often because it's really scary. Okay, take me through what happened. So basically, I just walked up the steps, and then all of a sudden, I fell down the stairs. Um, and I apparently did a cartwheel. You can even see where my bottom of my shoe made a mark on the wall. And then um, I fractured my elbow at the bottom of the stairs. How do you think you fell? It's hard for me to say this, but I think that I was pushed. Because I fell really hard. I'm really concerned for you. You're here alone. Yeah. And you're not sleeping. You're almost killed. That would have killed most people. Yeah, one of the kids probably wouldn't have made it. These little kids that are here, they were not right. They weren't um, normal when they were alive. And I think uh, that they um, are really damaged now. What do these kids do? They make big things happen um, over time. They cause really very, very violent bad things to happen. Catastrophes uh, is the word that uh, I hear um, being used. I don't like this. I don't like this. Usually clients know a little bit about the history of their property. Crystal doesn't have a clue. So I started from the beginning and tracked down the original owner of the land, a guy named B.W. Alexander. And when I reached out to one of his descendants, she said we definitely needed to talk. Marsha, thanks for meeting with me. I appreciate that. Now, you're a descendant of B.W. Alexander. Correct. Basil William Alexander was my third great-grandfather. What can you tell me about him? He was a self-made man. He actually, as a young man, was indentured out to a bricklayer uh, and worked in the servant conditions, worked his way up, um, got out of that situation and uh, started making his own business and making a name for himself and made a lot of money. He ended up being on the board of directors of several banks in town, and he really, he really grew to be quite an influential, influential okay. man. This is a picture of him when he was in his heyday, quite a prominent man. It's a big guy. Even though this obviously looks like he's a, he's a healthy, well-fed man. Um, death records show when he finally died at age 79, he actually died of marasmus, which is malnutrition. He wasted away to, to nothing. This tall, scary man. I wish you would tell me more about what, like what his deal was when he was alive and stuff. Can you describe him? He's very thin, he's very lanky. When he was live, like, he still uh, was tough. Um, like, people were afraid of him anyways. Um, you know, I don't think he was such a great person when he was alive, you know? I think he, um, you know, kind of did uh, maybe uh, shady things, you know, to make money, you know? He's super smart, very smart person, and, um, and knows how to 
you know, work it. When I started to get in there to see things, he got really sad and was like, kind of like vulnerable. He didn't like that. But now he's very angry. During the research, I found that BW was the original owner and bought the property I'm investigating back in 1860. 1860 is what we show. He bought 80 acres. We have a map here that shows uh, his land. He had a home there. He had a rock quarry, a vineyard, and a slave's quarters. Now, do you know how many slaves he did have? Uh, family records show that during the Civil War, he had up to 23 slaves. That was families, you know, men, women, and, and of course, their children. And, you know, if they died, they were buried on the property. The tall, scary man, he does not want me to seek these things out, you know, but... The children? Yeah, but then I'm like, well, why don't you just tell me, you know, what, you know, what they are, and then, you know, then we're good. The tall man doesn't want me to know anything about the kids in the house, but I'm determined to find out more about them. And something is telling me to head to the basement. He definitely has a lot of control over the other dead people here. Somebody says, says something about mm, bad kids. Well, bad children. And then I'm hearing head, headmaster. And then somebody's yelling about justice and, um, you know, doing doing what needs to be done to them. Uh, you know, that they're like demons and they, you know, they don't have souls anyways. And I don't know what's going on here. This is getting weird, man. And this is going pretty, pretty back. You know, like 1860s. I don't really want to be down here anymore. How much you mentioned on the phone that, uh, B.W. had some tragedy in his life. What were you talking about? A lot of people came in and out of his life uh, and, and died sad deaths. He lost his first wife at a very young age. She was only 22. Out of his the 13 children that were born to him, uh, only six of them lived to adulthood. Several of them died as young children. Uh, as a matter of fact, one year he lost three children within a week of each other. And do we know what they died of? Probably scarlet fever. I don't know if I would have been able to handle something like that. I can't imagine. This tall, scary man. I want to say that he lost a child. I think he lost a son. He believes in heaven and hell and God, but he uh, denounces them. He is very confusing. He might have been summoned to do some kind of messed up stuff. Because he's doing some pretty bad there's so much debt associated with my client's property, but I still need to know if there's anything else. So I'm hitting the books at the local library. Digging through old records, I uncover a murder-suicide that happened in 1894, right across the street from my client's house. I'm heading over to meet with the city's chief medical examiner so he can help me make sense of it all. Oh, well, Dr. Graham, thanks for meeting me. I know you're a busy man. Now, what can you tell me about this murder-suicide that happened across the street from the property I'm investigating? Well, basically, there was a new house being built for a construction boss or a carpenter boss. Okay. And um, he had fired one of his workers a few days earlier, probably because of the worker being a drinker. That was a Mr. Stute. Okay. And 
So Mr. Stoot thought about it for a while and really got agitated, brought his double-barreled shotgun to the work site. One of the following mornings, Mr. Wench, who was the carpenter boss, was on the second story of the sun-finished house. Okay. And uh, Mr. Stoot came in and uh, discharged one barrel of the double-barreled shotgun and looks like it hit Mr. Wench in the jaw area and, and then up and out through the face. And in fact, I've got a copy of the newspaper article and one of the artist's renditions. Oh, look at that. Uh, and then as soon as he did that, Mr. Stude put the stock of the gun on the floor, leaned over it with the muzzle against his belly and discharged the second barrel and took his own life. Wow. And I was able to locate the original coroner's inquest for each of those deaths. You're kidding me. This is the original paperwork? This is the original paperwork from 1894. And as it turns out, uh, Mr. Stute did not die right away, but was taken to the old city hospital where he was operated on and died within a few hours. I would say that this is a busy area. And so I don't know if what I'm getting is site specific, but I did have this pain in my back right here, and it goes all the way through. Extremely painful. So I think that someone maybe got shot. I don't know, front or back. I think that it was a male. And the problem is, I don't know if it was murder or suicide. During my walk, I saw a tall, thin man who was able to cause hallucinations. I'm meeting with a sketch artist to describe how he appeared to me. He was approximately six foot four, extremely thin, especially for his height. His hair goes back, very dark eyes. Next, I described the childlike entities who were plotting to harm a living person. So it happened at the top of the stairwell. They were all together, there was about three of them, and they had decided to do this to this lady. Is this what you saw? Yes. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Well, Amy, I'd like you to meet Shannon and Crystal. Now, they're sisters. Crystal actually owns this home, and Shannon was living here with her four kids. I actually have a photo. Uh-huh. Well, thing is, activity got so bad here a few months back, she packed up herself and the four kids and got out. Problem we got here is that Crystal is still in the house and she's here alone. Shannon called us in because she's afraid that her sister may be in danger. So with that, I'm going to ask Amy to tell us a little bit about her walk. So when I was first upstairs, I met an elderly gentleman, and he feels very lonely and very sad. And basically, he's a little scattered. But what he does mostly is he'll uh, wander around, and then he'll, like, settle in a room. So if you go into that room and he's in there, you'll feel sick, you'll feel depressed, you'll feel lonely. Yeah, my moods change. I feel sadness for no reason. I get angry for no reason. There are days when I go to work and I just 
have like the worst attitude. But then after I'm there for a while, then it goes away. Since I've been here, I've totally changed. I can be very mean sometimes, and that's not my character. Okay. There was another person who, as soon as I was heading up the stairs, he told me to get the F out. He was very secretive. He's very capable of interaction on a physical level. People definitely see this guy. I saw this person push himself out of his skin, and then he was just like a skeleton with muscle. And I saw him standing by the side of a child's bed. That's my son. He told me somebody sits by his bed. Did you believe him when he told you? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Need a minute? <clears throat> I'm fine. This man is very intelligent, very manipulative, very cunning. Um, he can cause the living to have hallucinations. He's so good at this that there was a lot of confusion on this walk for me because I didn't know what was the truth. Was he making me hallucinate? These girls talk about hallucinations, both of them. Can you tell me about that incident down here on the couch? These three images just came to me, mm -hmm. one after another. The first image is being a gladiator type. Mm -hmm. The second was like an American Indian. And then the third one, it was just a white something. I couldn't tell, but I was the most threatened by the last one. And it terrified me. So bad. You hadn't mentioned to me you get those images when your eyes are shut, right? Yeah, they're like ungodly creatures. They scare me so bad. Now, you mentioned this guy could be physical, right? Yes. They got something really strange going on in this house. They have coins getting thrown at them out of nowhere. I've seen it. Everyone is in this area. Everyone is sitting around watching television. No one's moving. Next thing you know, my son is like saying, ow, and then a coin drops to the floor. They're in physical sight of me. I know that neither one of them could do this. And the reason you left here is because your daughter got hit with a brush. Yes. Down here, in the back, and they don't keep any brushes down here. Mm-hmm, okay. Is he capable of doing anything like that? Yeah, he's able to do that. Now, did you, ever get, did you get any sense of who this guy might have been when he was alive? Um, what I got was that he was directly uh, connected to this property. He was, like, showing himself to be, like, extremely tall, very thin. You could really see his bones. I got that he was in a very intimidating guy. I think it was because he was really, really smart, very commanding, and people were very afraid of him. But he's actually very sad. And after quite some time, I got that he did lose a child and that it was a son. After some time of being very sad, became very angry, he denounced God. 
Now, back in 1860, this property was acquired by a guy that I think she may be talking about, is this guy B.W. Alexander. 1861, he moved his entire family here along with his 23 slaves. Now, you said this guy was tough, smart, and intimidated people. Well, Alexander was a pretty powerful man in this neighborhood. This is a guy that went from rags to riches. He was an indentured servant at one point as a kid, ran away and became a self-made millionaire. You said he lost a son. Right. Now, this guy had 13 children altogether. Um, six of them died. Four of them were boys. You said he was a big guy, but then you said he was skinny. Mm-hmm. He died of a thing called marasmus, malnutrition. Oh. He died at the age of 79. He was a big guy, but by the time he died, he was pretty emaciated. Mm-hmm. I actually have a picture of B.W. Alexander right here. So I don't know if this is the guy you might have ran into. Uh, no. But I did do a sketch of the tall, thin man I encountered. Well, that ain't him. No. No. You think it's somebody you might know? Well, I didn't even think about this until she said something, but my son, a long time ago, he used to tell me that somebody used to sit by his bed. Okay. And he told me that he looked like daddy. Like his father. His father is alive. And he looks something like him. So he shows himself to be something that you would be comfortable with. Actually, I think he might be showing himself like that to warn the living here. Because the other thing I got was these childlike entities. And the guy I was talking to became very afraid. He said that these were evil things. I went looking for them and I ended up in the basement where I encountered this other guy and the children called him a headmaster. And this male was definitely abusive to these children. It made me extremely uncomfortable. I got that this was pretty far back, like 1860s. Because you say headmaster and then you're going back in time they might have been slave kids, and this guy was mistreating them instead of headmaster, but master. I don't know. But the living might see them kind of out of the corner of their eyes. They cause a lot of ruckus. You'll hear a lot of, like, movement or sound. Also, they like to orchestrate, like, catastrophes. What do you mean by that? Well, I was seeing a lot of different scenarios that these kids were planning. And one of the things was something that I sketched. Oh, I don't know if I want to show you this. Oh, are you kidding me right now? This is what I was afraid of. I'm a pretty skeptical guy, but when Amy comes up with things like this, there's just no explanation. (sighs) 
that's almost exactly how I got hurt here. They already hurt you? God, stop it. I was standing on the landing at the top of the stairs. And then I felt a push. And I fell so hard that I tumbled like completely. And I hit the door with my back and my head and I flew forward. I fractured my elbow. That's how hard I fell. I'm shocked that you're still here. I can tell you one thing is that these kids They're trying to reorganize and figure out a better way to make you hurt yourself. They're not giving up. So this is what I think is going on here. The male that I encountered while he was alive probably had a fractured sense of self, um, possibly having multiple personalities. And when he died, they kind of separated, creating many different entities. So if I'm reading you right, is the headmaster and the tall guy the same person but split? I think so, yes. Okay. I do. I think it's two aspects of this guy. Even the elderly man could also be part of him. The thing is, is he'll do anything to make you leave, even if it is horrifying. But what he was telling me was that he was doing these things to protect the families here. Because he knew that these children are here who mean big, big harm. So for him to appear as Your son's father makes sense because he's trying in his warped way to be the protector. But, you know, there being living children here is not an option right now, as you are aware. It's not a good place for living people in general, but very much children. Well, Shannon, it's a... very good that you moved the kids out of here. And it's even better that you call us in, all right? You weren't overreacting. Obviously, your sister was in danger. Uh, but the big question is, can she stay here safely? Uh, for that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy. Initially, I was thinking about um, an exorcism. But since he's trying to make up for the evil he's done in the past and protect you from these things here, I want to try something else first. So you need to bring in a chaos magician. A chaos magician uses anything from religion, science, to cultural traditions to clear an area of the dead. There's no set formula, as they work on a case-by-case basis. But when they're done, Crystal's home should be free of the dead. So everything would be cleared out then? Yes. Including the kids? Yeah. But I do have a concern for you being here in the meantime. 
because they're going to feel extremely threatened and very unhappy. So basically you're telling her she should go stay someplace else till she gets this guy in? I think you should, yes. Would you be able to, be able to swing that? Definitely. Okay. You don't have to worry about that. I just wish I could get it started like tonight. I will call him. I'm concerned for Crystal as the entities within this house pose a very real physical danger. But I believe that if she follows my advice, she'll remain safe and be able to lead a peaceful life in the home she loves so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.